Tony. King Vance. Hello. How are you? SB Champ Vance. How are you? Are you are you living been life better. just fine? I've been better. Are, yeah. You know, we've all we've all had a pretty rough year, you know, Tony. From COVID to the kids getting sent home sick to us all dealing with uh, with personal issues. This, this is where uh, you're going right now. Personal life this issues. Is that, this is your tie-in right now. You know, it, it's just been it's been a year of overcoming challenge and change. You know what I mean? Oh and yeah. I I would like to say that you are the king of truly overcoming challenge and change. Some people uh, take L's in life, Derek. No, no bigger challenge and change than having to play as the Indianapolis Colts. And oh! right. So, so, so Tony, uh, to, to recap here in, in this trying time of 2020, uh, you were playing as the Indianapolis Colts in our, uh, Madden league this year, right? Correct. Is that a yes or no? Yes. That's a yes. Uh, and I believe, Tony, as I'm playing the Texans, that is the Texas Texans, I believe is their names. Uh, they, uh, the titties. They, they, the the TTs. T- the TTs, yeah, exactly yeah, right. Texas Texans. Uh, I believe you overcame challenge and change, and you beat me, right? You beat me once, right? That, that happened. Uh, the second game we played, Tony, I, I believe it was written in the sky that I would beat you. <laughs> The like there's some match. fucking second coming of the Messiah here. <laughs> the rubber match happened. Listen, last just because your just because your skin's a little darker and you got a mullet, don't make you Jesus, okay? <laughs> Jesus had a mullet. That's awesome. He had something uh, the, going on. The rubber match happened, Tony, last night. It was mm-hmm. the Colts and the Texas Texans on the on the Maddens. It was and, the uh, oldest man on the planet, <laughs> Philip Rivers, uh, practically whittling away before our very eyes. Versus you know, the you young know stud, Deshaun. Uh, you know, in uh, in in Back to the Future, you know when, why he's uh, called Watson, right? <laughs> you, you know, because he's in, uh, somebody's son. He's young. In, he's not called in, Watt Man. In uh, in Back Watt to the Elder. Future. When he keeps busting out that picture and people just keep fading away, that's what it looked like last night as I kept pulling the picture out of you. Back, back to the future away. is a good term. Like, you know, Philip Rivers is Doc and, and you're uh, MJ. I'm young Marty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So so here's here's how last night went. So it was the rubber match. It was Tony versus Derek. League Championship Series. It was the American, uh, the AFC Championship Series. Yeah, baseball. Uh, and Go ahead and just say some baseball I was shit. about to be the American Conference Championship. That's not it. Oh, uh, God. Fuck my life. And so first, and this is all you really need to know. First play of the uh, of the AFC Championship Series, Tony's receiving the ball, complaining about, and you can see this all on the Twitch channel, which, Tony, the Twitch channel is? It's twitch.tv slash DTS podcast. Thank you very much. First play of the game last night, Tony's returning the ball, complaining about how we were both wearing white uniforms, which I don't disagree was bad, and gets blown up and fumbles the ball first thing, and he went downhill from there, folks. Game wound up 35-28, two pick sixes. Phillip Rivers looked awful. I just and I'm in, say I'm in the, I'm in the, Hold on. I'm in the Super Bowl. I... Uh, Derek Vance, mm. Texas Texans, mm. Super Bowl. I haven't won yet. I haven't played. I'm one one away from a Super Bowl You're champion. Versus the Rams. So you wrong. Got... I'm, I'm against the 49ers. Oh, is that against the 49ers? It is. Yep. Okay. 
Yeah, I just want to say that Derek did not win the game. I lost the game. And there's a <laughs> you did very lose big that difference. Game. Yep, you did lose that game. You're right. Had the game gone about two more minutes, I believe I would have won. Um, now, that does not mean, you know, it doesn't happen that way. It's just not the way the cookie crumbles. But uh, Philip Rivers, you know, threw a couple pick sixes. It's going to be a top priority to get a new quarterback this offseason. Now, here's the biggest thing is we decided to put a bet on the line. Now, the first bet we did was in a regular you effectively, season. You effectively got 21 <laughs> points off of turnovers. I, I mean, you blew me up. You scored on, on your own volition. Okay, I got that. Uh-huh. But then two pick sixes. So 21 points, right, you got of your 35 were from uh-huh. turnovers. I mean, you Correct. did nothing for them other than a computer picked the ball and then you ran it back no, 12 yards. <laughs> but no, we're moving on anyway. What you're saying about uh, the bet? Uh, so the bet originally was if Tony was to win uh, the two games in the regular season, he'd be able to pick any three beers, yeah. any three beers out of my yeah. fridge, which as, as some of you know, my fridge stocked full of expensive ass fucking beer. Like this, this beer right here that I'm about to drink the metaphase from Drecker, double dry hop, double IPA. This is a $25 four pack. Like th- these aren't cheap beers. I'm out here buying, you know what I mean? Living in poverty. Plenty of beers, though. Plenty of beers, yeah. You got to be able to have something to trade. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's where when I'm the not... apocalypse goes down. Correct. Exactly yeah. right. So, no guns, just beer. Uh, it's my new slogan, 2024. Mm. And uh, and so, you know, didn't happen. One and one in the rubber match. The regular season, the rubber match happened. Tony wanted to do another bet, and Tony, for all his credit. Riding pretty high last night. He was coming into the game feeling real good. He blanked the Bills, thought that he had a pretty good game plan coming in. You were pretty excited about playing me last night in the championship series, weren't you? Sorry, I'm a little busy on TikTok right now because it's so uh, so the the, the bet Tony wanted to make a bet, and so he asked for the regular bet to be put back into place. I said no. I said, How about this? Yeah. Whoever wins, the other person has to trade them someone from their team, whoever they want. Straight up. Uh, that's not... Now, see, if we want to go with that wording, I'll take that bet because that wording means that whoever you said whoever wins, has the other person has to trade somebody from their team. Right. The way that that sounds is if you win, I get to pick who I trade to you. So I'll take that bet. Oh, no, no, no. What I, it means taking... is whoever the winner is gets to choose somebody that they want from the other Correct. person's team. And they have we to have trade to them trade to me. So, so basically how it looks right now is uh, more than likely Tony is losing DeForest Buckner, who is his sack machine. The problem is DeForest Buckner plays the same position as JJ Watt. So unless JJ Watt retires, I don't really need DeForest Buckner. Um, So we'll we'll see. You can change the depth chart. You can get them both to play. Put them all JJ plays all over the line. So we'll we'll see. But either way, the the point of it is Tony. You'd be unstoppable on the line. Welcome to the Losers Club, buddy. Mm. Yeah, let me uh, just say that, again, I lost the game. Derek did not win the game. And it was 30, it was 28, no, it was 35-14 at half, though. Yeah, and I, I mean, I mounted a comeback. I was I was riding riding it pretty good. You, you do usually <laughs> ride it pretty good, buddy. <laughs>
Hello and welcome. This is the DTS podcast. I am Tony. I'm your boy, Derek. That is Derek. And we have a new president-elect, D-Rock. It's, uh, by the way, 74th episode of the DTS podcast. We're at, we're at that almost that, uh, what do you call the 75th? The, <laughs> the three-quarter mark? Tree, yeah, the three-quarter mark? Three-quarter sure. century? Sure. Uh, we have a new president-elect. That is Joseph Robinette Byron, uh, Biden. Did you know his middle name is like Robinette? <laughs> I did not. I thought you were making that up. No, no, that's his middle name. And uh, okay. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Kamala, about that? right? Kamala? Nope, nope, not Kamala Trump. It's uh, Kamala. Oh, Kamala? Nope. How do you feel about it? <laughs> Tony, you know exactly how I feel about this, to be honest with you. So here's I the deal. Want, I just want you to tell the people. Last week, we recorded a show where we had no president-elect. We didn't know if Trump was going to get another four years. We were still waiting on some states. Mm-hmm. And it ended up taking until Saturday for us to get a, f- a final answer to who uh, was going to be our president come next year. Uh, January and, 20th, 2021. Yeah. And so as the, the longer the days went, the more nervous I got until about Friday night when things really started to pick up some steam and it seemed like Biden was was finally going to get some traction in a couple of states that he uh, he was losing in uh, he, Georgia. He pulled ahead in Georgia. Pennsylvania. Yeah, he pulled ahead in Georgia. Then he pulled way out of ahead in Pennsylvania. Now, obviously, Trump is not going to go easy. I think there's a, a re- realistic chance that on January 20th, I might have the the popcorn pop out ready to watch a show go down <laughs> get, getting escorted out of the style. Yeah, yeah out of the out of the white house but to date right so nearly a full week after it was pretty clear that biden was the winner and we're five days past when all the major news outlets included the associated including the associated press um declared him the president-elect still no response from trump on helping that transition uh the president-elect uh, by law, is um, allowed to get a copy of the daily White House press briefing. That has not happened yet, uh, not a single time. So now we're getting we're getting dangerously close to national security risk here. Not to mention I, the fact that Trump is firing anybody that he sees. <laughs> I think the thing for me that I've really focused on is this dude's time is coming to an end. Right. But it doubles down, and we talked about this months ago. Biden's not our guy. Mm. He's not our guy. But in the current regime, we talk, you talked about it last week, that you would have hoped that the American people would have used their vote to say no to Trump. the things that this man stands for, right? Right. And seeing him lose really validates that point whether 50 percent of the the population still voted for the other guy i don't really want to dwell on the point of it is he's still got 47 percent of the vote the the point of it is is that biden is president-elect and that there is a lot of work to be done whether it's undoing some of the things that trump might have done or just making things better in general that is my focus is the, the political dick measuring between Biden or Trump is is gone. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He lost. Whether the courts have to decide that or not, I, I believe it to be true. And we're going to 2021 and attempt to start writing the ship. So here's a question for you, right? Um, nearly a week and a half removed from the election. Have you had a conversation with anybody? Any Trump supporters? I, I don't have a conversation with them normally, so I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah, it's a little awkward. I've come across a couple situations with people that are Trump supporters or want to kind of casually bring up the idea that obviously there's some fraud going on. I mean, right? Like, I don't know. Trump's not great, but clearly there was some Democratic uh, mail-in ballot fraud going on, right? So I've had I've had a couple of those encounters, and I've steered clear of those. I have came across a few people at work that uh, I know to be Trump supporters. So sure. that's awkward. Um, I did a little running around the Indianola this past weekend and saw that several Trump signs were taken down already. So it seems that a good chunk of people that were pri- previously Trump supporters are at least not stupid enough to think that this didn't happen. Um, and I, I have yet to come across anybody that is just strictly like, no, dude, this is complete bullshit. Trump won. There's fraud. I mean, like so, somebody that was really indoctrinated into the ways of Trump. I think the thing for me is that you look at maybe not necessarily the, the Senate, but there are people all through the political houses, Republican or Democrat. Yeah that are just ready to move on. They're ready to move past it. They're ready to let Biden take office and move through it. You know, there there's, you get the Apple news alert today. That's like, Hey, this Republican Senator is like, listen, if Biden's not allowed in here, I'll step up and take notes for him and give them to him. It's like, it, it is there. There are lights at the end of the tunnel that make you feel that, you know, maybe we're going to be okay. You got to think about Biden's been in politics nearly 50 years. Um, he and hasn't done shit, mind you. Yeah, no, absolutely not. No, why, why care about his public record? It's, nothing's there, obviously. Cer- certainly not as much as Trump's done in four years. Um, he's been in politics nearly 50 years. He has worked with practically everybody that's in the House and the Senate. I mean, unless they're newly elected in the last four to eight years, He's he's been there with them, right? So they know him. And when he was asked about that, hey, what are you what are you gonna do about all these Republicans that uh, are saying they're gonna stick with Trump? What are you gonna do if they don't talk to you? And his answer was simply with a big shit eating grin on his face, oh, they'll talk to me. Like he's cool Joe, baby, he's cool Joe. You can't you can't get him down. I mean, he's been think about the shit he's been through in life. I mean, his son died. His his other son uh, was publicly ridiculed. He was the vice president for eight years. That you can't you can't shake this guy. He knows what the deal is. He knows Republicans are going to eventually come around and you know get away from Trump and distance himself from Trump. I mean, the, the gap is widening. Republicans are like right here, and they're taking little teeny baby steps towards Trump. Trump, on the other hand, is in a full sprint to the right side. You know what I mean? And so he's he's going to outpace these other Republicans pretty quickly. I think, you know, again, moving forward past all of this, past the Trump regime and trying to really kind of 
put the right steps forward, the thing that people need to realize is that electing someone that's not Donald Trump doesn't stop there. You you don't stop there. You know what I mean? Like there's so much more work to be done other than making Donald go away. There's a lot of work to be done. Probably the most wild thing I have seen since election night was a reply to somebody's Facebook post. So I know a gal that is a, as a Democrat, you know, she put up something like kind of happy, happily about Biden winning and Trump kind of playing the reject game. And uh, somebody who is her friend and not mine put a reply on her Facebook post that said something along the lines of, Hmm, that's weird. Uh, Biden's been president elect for two days and there's still people getting sick from the coronavirus. I thought he had a plan. Like that is the type of ignorant shit sure. that we we got to eliminate. But um, last question on this, and then we move on. Okay, how, how do you feel, or have you seen the coverage of uh, the Trump campaign reengaging all of their followers to try to donate for legal fees? <laughs> I have not seen that. That's funny though. The president, Donald Trump, his campaign in the last several days have been sending out massive email and text blasts to get people to re-support the Trump campaign, donate money to the Trump campaign legal fund. Here's the fucked up part. If that was, if the fucked up part wasn't clear enough to you, okay, the fact that the guy lost and you're donating money to a lost cause and paying for his legal fees, that's red flag enough. But when he goes to really, prison, the really bad part, Derek, is when you go to their website and you donate and you read the fine print, it says that 50% of your donation goes to the Trump campaign debt reconsolidation. <laughs> You're, if you pay this man $100, $50 of it goes to pay off his campaign debt. What a fucking Ponzi scheme. Shit. Yeah, what a piece of shit, dude. Super, Super piece, piece of shit. shit. But guess SPOS. What? Yeah, for sure. Here, here's here's the, the biggest thing we have to remember. Band together. 60 days, 65 days or something like that. Band together. Watch out for each other. Let's One America. Fucking, let's fix this shit. I don't, I, let's be honest, though. Let's be honest, okay? If some shit went down, like some real bad shit, like World War went down, you're, and, and like two people were laying there and you could only take one, you're not, you're going to leave the Trump supporter, right? Absolutely. Fucking <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> let's not call let's let's call a spade a spade here, brother. Spade's a spade, brother. Yeah. Yeah. If if there are two people laying on the Hold ground on, who, and I know who you voting for? No. Oh, okay. Who'd See you, you vote for last year? Exactly. Uh we don't want I don't want to talk about it. Oh, he that motherfucker voted for Trump. He's dead. He gone. See you later. Lieutenant Dan ain't asking you about no ice cream. Yeah, you you, you lost your legs, Lieutenant Dan. More like Fuck lost your dude. life, you fucking cunts. Hey, though, positive news. <laughs> I hope so. That was excessive uh, if, in there. If oh, you, good God. If you would rather waste $1,000 not supporting Trump, what you can do is waste $1,000 on two new video game consoles. Well, unless you're going to buy them third party, which then I don't even know that $1,000 is going to help you. No, probably not. I mean, yeah, the, the Xbox One X or the Xbox Series X, Series S, and the PlayStation 5 all got launched. And PS5 Correct. digital, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yep, yep, yep. How do you feel? Are you, <laughs> ga- are you that... gaming in 4K60 right now? 
No, I, it, here's the deal. I, it's weird to say that we're in the next generation of video game consoles right now, considering the fact that, uh, do you have one pre-ordered? <laughs> no. N- and, and do I have one pre-ordered? I don't know. No. Not a chance. So we're not really there yet. Um, I talk about at, at nauseum, uh, uh, you know, why I'm, I'm not super keen on jumping into the new consoles right away over on the other uh, podcast I do, which is strictly video games. Uh, that podcast is called Sorry, sorry. I, just, I have Tourette's. <laughs> the Level Up Show podcast is what it's called. Um, <sighs> which uh, we, we recorded tonight and talked about, you know, the new games that are launching and really the, the, do I need to go get this? And here's the biggest flag that I talked about on that show that you can really relate to, Tony. Okay. You play Call of Duty. That's a fact. You like the Call of Duty. I like the CODs. If I said to you, hey, this PlayStation 5 over here, bud, let me tell you, it also plays the COD. Do you feel like you need to go get that system? Uh, No. What if I told you the same patch for the same graphical capabilities came out for both PS4 and the PS5? Mm. How'd that make you feel? Make me feel like. I don't know. Pretty somebody blew insignificant. Me up on the first play of the AFC Championship. Pretty insignificant is what that's probably going to make you do, right? So the other day when I launched the 33 gig update that Call of Duty had, and then launched the game, and only for it to say, "Hey, PS4 Pro users and PS5 users should download this patch." Right. Another 20 some gigs on top of that. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, the same kind of Call of Duty I'm playing on my PS4 Pro. Is the same Call of Duty I'm playing on my PS5. So I have no, like, right now, there's nothing there for me. Low and I'm a Sony fanboy. I'm yeah, a Sony fanboy. There's a lot of controversy around the PlayStation 5 right now. Ma- mainly the fact that you can't use external storage at all, even as cold storage. Yep. So you have 680 usable gigabytes, and you have games like Call of Duty Cold War, which... Uh, the pre-patch or the preload came out. Guess how much that was? 228 gigabytes on the PlayStation 5. The pre-patch load, not the actual game and not the day one update. So, I mean, you're, you're probably north of 250 for a single game. That doesn't even include Warzone. I mean, they got to get that fixed, like, immediately. They got to patch right. in support, firmware support for external SSDs and external... USB three drives. And just the idea that, you know, you're, you're only trying to delete and remove all these games in order for you to play these new, these next generation games, games are only going to get bigger. So right. if you said, Hey, there's 600 gigs on a system. Well, that might be enough for maybe six games if they're small enough, but right. probably not even that, you know what I mean? So, um, big reviews though, coming out, just not even reviews, just user experience on just like the load times. It is stupid fast. Very fast, and people are very excited about the the the, the user uh, interface, the design yeah. that uh, liberties that they took. Um, the <laughs> I heard something on the bombcast today where Brad was talking about how he had uh, secured a a fastest time in a Sackboy game or a, a level, and then when he turned on the PlayStation Five, it was like, "Hey, somebody beat your score. You should go back and and try to get your time back." Yeah, and fuck he pressed that. Pressed the PS. We pressed the PS button. It was like, hey, take me back there. And it took him directly to that level at yep. that starting point and launched him. Like 
no title screen, no, no nothing. Yeah, he was in in like 10 seconds. And and that's nuts to me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, how how do you feel about the heads up uh, that we're seeing against uh, Series X and PS5 and the Series X just dominating? Do you feel that way? I mean, I'm I'm looking at videos online uh, of cross-platform games, Ass Creed Valhalla, GTA Five, Destiny Two, um, and I'm I'm watching them load up, and the Xbox Series X is twenty to thirty percent faster to go from cold boot to loading the game through the load screens and actually end a gameplay. Yeah, but can you can you blow vape smoke in your Xbox Series X? Uh, you, I mean, you can't, but you know, then I'm out. Listen, yeah, Xbox is going to tell me how to live my life. I'm not. I'm not in for that. Yeah, I guess you can't blow vape smoke into it. I mean, yeah, can't do. I that. don't know if here's, anybody's tried for the PlayStation Five. Here's what I'll say: is beauty's in the high, in the eye of the beholder. For me, I think what I'm getting out of a PS Five is more important or more inclusive than what I'm getting in a in an Xbox Series X. And that's to say that a PS Five has more software mm-hmm. that I'm I'm keen to or more excited about than an Xbox Series X has. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I um, had a real dilemma this evening about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I've gone back and forth on whether I want to buy it or not. Uh, I decided to buy it, but then I had to decide, okay, am I going to do it on PC or am I going to do it on Xbox One uh, X? And I've gone back and forth on that as well. Um, and I finally did pull the trigger. I bought it on Xbox. So there you go. If you're feeling like you want to play it on the one S, uh, you know, have at it. It's not going to be a very great experience from everything I've read online, but more power to you. But, you know, and what it came down to, honestly, is I just had a conversation kind of internally with myself, you know, when it comes to what I, what I want to play on PC and why I built a PC and why I've invested money in that, what it came down to was. I want to play games that fit the PC on the PC, which are like probably first-person shooters. Destiny, COD, uh, Apex, things like that. Things that are optimized for PC. RPGs, I'm probably going to continue to buy on the Xbox, which means eventually I'm probably going to buy a Series X. I, I think that's the right call, right? You built the PC to, the, you built the PC to push its limits. I don't think that... Assassin's Creed really nails that really not, not at least not this generations. Yeah. Um, I, I think you'll get that in another year, maybe two, depending on whatever they do. Like this launch title of Assassin's Creed Valhalla isn't really a launch title for an Xbox series X game. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. I mean, but it runs, man. I watched on my actual OLED. I, I pulled up and watched a, 4k 60 frames video of youtube a video capture of it it's pretty fucking dope dude and it's hdr that was also one of the reasons i thought about buying this on consoles like when i play a game like that i want to be fully immersed and having hdr which i don't have on my pc that that's kind of a big factor uh i mean having you know like 50 times more colors available whether it's here on my qled 28 inch monitor 4k hdr monitor or uh, if I hook something up to my my OLED, the last thing that was really the factor for me was that my my TV, my actual OLED, will support 4K 60. It won't go to 4K 120, which um, some less taxing games will play on the PS5 and the Xbox One X. 
So I'll be able to get 4K 60, though, which is so a pretty lot. Tense. I mean, that that's if you just do some quick math, you know, 4K one, one or 4K 60 versus 1440 for uh, 144. So basically 4K 60 versus 2K 144. That's pretty equal. So, I mean, the fact that there's twice as many pixels, but you have half roughly half the frame rate. The smoothness, the smoothness evens out. So I can get 4K, I can get better resolution and HDR. Uh, um, in theory, it should be as equal or better of a gaming experience, and I can still jam it into the old Elgato and stream it as necessary. I think that moving forward, obviously you've got a, a good setup of the PC, and you could jump PCs specifically anytime. You know what I mean? You've got that yeah. real that real good ability. I, I just think that software still dominates. And really, if you look at who's bringing what to the table, Xbox is bringing nothing to the table aside from Game Pass. And P- PS5 has Miles Morales and Demon Souls as their really big tent pieces. Godfall. Godfall's getting shit all over it, so no. It looks so good, though. It doesn't. I mean, look at look at any of the gameplay reviews or the gameplay uh, videos. It's choppy, buggy, and trash. Um, but y- your tent pieces are Demon Souls and Miles Morales because both of those games play properly and look like next generation games. So um, we'll, we'll see. I- I'm not. I'm, I'm not sold on getting a new console right now. Uh, Dugan might have an extra one somehow. So we'll, we'll see what that brings, but I'm not. He got just two, you think? He he did for sure get two, but his deal is if Garrett gets a, his own, then he might throw over to me, um, and I'm good either way. I, I, I don't care. I really don't. So if Garrett does not secure one, Dugan sells that other one to, to Garrett, we're good, uh, but otherwise I I just don't need it. Damn, dude. Dugan, Dugan might be able to cash out there. I mean, he, he could not sell it to Garrett, flip it for $1,000 and call it a day, but he won't do that. He's a good person. The the inside track that I've heard retail wise is that there is steady PS5 resupply happening through the new year. Sure. Um, so you're gonna have, you know, probably a handful of chances to get a PS5. They're gonna be limited quantity, but there's gonna be a handful of opportunities to get those um, through through retailers, Best Buys, Targets, Walmart's, things like that. Uh, and Walmart actually is getting kind of kind of a praise for actually fulfilling and getting everybody's PS5 to them. I've heard very little about PS5s being delayed past mid-afternoon today. Yeah, it it sure sounds like everyone that ordered one for delivery on on launch day is getting one. Now, a friend of the other show that I do, which is the Level Up Show podcast, um, Ryan got his ps5 but ups didn't deliver it until about eight o'clock so he is still dinking around doing his to save data transfer and all that stuff right now so yeah that sounds like a nightmare of a process as well from reading reviews online but i'm i'm not in till next year you know like i feel really good without running out and doing this um i i think i i don't think i need this yet so we'll see kind of in the same boat I did see a couple kind of just like tangential articles about uh, game console released. Xbox and Sony kind of went back and forth on Twitter and had kind of a, a fun little interaction. 
congratulating each other on console launches and um, sending some memes back and forth. I mean, they were having a good time, which is kind of nice because you wouldn't think that. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think it's always fun when you see your competition uh, just ready to, ready to have some fun. Yeah. Who's who's going to win? Kind of poke fun at each other, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Competition is healthy. Get into some more pop culture news here. Um, YouTube is canceling their YouTube Rewind for 2020. What is yeah, Rewind? Is, oh, you haven't ever watched these? They've been doing them for like probably eight or nine years. Uh, yeah, they just tell me what they are and I'll, I'll be able to tell you. I don't know for sure. So every year, usually it comes out in late November, early December. YouTube, actually YouTube, produces a video called Rewind. So they get they get all the big YouTube trends, the viral videos, they get popular content creators on YouTube and they have kind of a mashup and it's usually this pretty lengthy video, you know, eight, 10, 12 minutes or whatever. Um, and they produce it. So they just have all these content creators. They have like viral video people, um, all get involved and they create an original video based on what happened in that year of YouTube. Okay. So it's kind of like a montage basically. No, I've never seen any of these now. Oh, they're, they're some of the most popular videos on YouTube. If you go look okay. them up, like hundreds of millions of views. Sure. Um, but yeah, this year they canceled it because 20, literally they said 2020 has been too much. <laughs> like uh, we both know the real answer is just that there's just no way that they can get all these people together and film it and all that stuff <laughs> Correct, with the pandemic, yeah. especially internationally as, as they are. But it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad because the, the rewinds are always kind of a highlight of the year. I mean, it, it really is just a culmination of nice. Especially, yeah. Especially for people like you and I that watch so much YouTube. Um, I think, I think you'd be surprised. You probably would recognize or have a little nostalgia. If you go back and watch some of the prior YouTube, some rewinds. of the old ones, I might have to do that then. I don't know. They're not bad. I mean, PewDiePie was a big one last well. year. Um, because he had the, uh, the sub, the sub race going on with um, T, whatever it was. I'll watch PewDiePie before I watch whoever the fuck you were trying to get me to watch today. So, Nick Merckx? Gross, dude. <sighs> wow, you're fucking full, full New Yorker Nick Merckx. I don't think he's a New Yorker. Not, well, whatever I think he is. He's Boston. He's not, not for me, is what he was. Mm, yeah, I mean, Derek doesn't like to watch good streamers. I don't like to watch streamers in general, and that dude was not one of them I wanted to watch. He's not for me. He's he's a little much. I'm not going to lie about that, but he's real funny, and he's the most popular God streamer of all time. All right. Whatever you say, buddy. Speaking of streamers, Twitch has issued a formal apology to their, their streamers and their content creators for what they're calling the mishandling of the music copyright situation that's been going on heavy the last few months. So have you followed got fired? No, I have not. So... Mm. Caught me mid-drink. Um, so Twitch has been issuing out just a just a plethora of DMCA bans. Sure. Um, so they've been, you know, first of all, they've been taking down people's VODs, um, clipping out sections of their VODs, altogether removing their, their former streams um, due to DMCA copyright uh, claims that they're getting from music providers. And... It kind of came out of nowhere as far as Twitch streamers are concerned. So, you know, the beginning of the year, you could play whatever the fuck you want and probably not have any problem, right? You can play any music that you want to in the background. 
do whatever you want and you're not going to have a problem. But what Twitch says is that they went from in the beginning of 2020 having anywhere from a couple hundred DMCA claims a year mm -hmm. on average to several thousand a week uh, by mid-year. So Yikes. really, really the music industry is to blame here. They came down cracked hard on YouTube stream or on YouTube and Twitch streamers. But Twitch specifically says, you know, honestly, they mishandled it. It was a floodgate and there, you know, there is legal obligation there. So what they did was they sent out a mass email a couple weeks ago to all of their main content creators and just said, Hey, saying sorry. Um, they're just saying, Hey, if you play copyrighted music, not only will we take down your VOD, but also your prior VODs are subject to review because what had happened on guys like Nick Merck's Tim the Tap Man, big Call of Duty streamers, big Fortnite streamers, uh, they were getting DMCA strikes for videos from like 2017. Wow. So these music companies are going back and finding music that was used two, three, four years ago, submitting these copyright claims and forcing Twitch to take these down. So, so what, what a lot of mainstream streamers did was they archived it. So they basically downloaded and re-uploaded them to a private server or to like a private YouTube channel or whatever, just so they could sure. keep them. But then they deleted them completely off of their, their Twitch streams, their Twitch channel. So Twitch is apologizing, not that it changes anything. I mean, the music industry is just really coming down on, on the streamers, which I don't know. Where do you stand on it? Kind of shitty? I think, I, I think it's a lot like the... <laughs> It's it's Napster all over again. You know what I mean? True. And I get it for for if you're a content creator, whether it's music, movies, video games, whatever it is, you deserve to be paid for your content. So if there is a, a true theft to where you are not making money or being paid properly for your submission to that content, you should absolutely be be paid for that. Um, I don't believe that me fucking listening to Busta Rhymes in the background of me and you playing some Call of Duty or some Apex with our six viewers, like, eat, take your DMCA and fuck yourself. Yeah, and, you know, Twitch, they're not, uh, the music industry is not coming after us, but what Twitch does and what they introduce as part of their algorithm is copyright, uh, copyright detection. So even some of our streams, which, like you said, I mean, Maybe a few people watch it live and maybe a few dozen watch the VODs over a period of a couple weeks. So even some of the streams that we've done have been uh, earmarked and part of it, parts of them get muted for copyright music. It's just, it's asinine the, the, the levels that people go to to try to make a couple bucks. But hey, again, I'm all about making sure that if you are, if you deserve to be properly paid for what we're doing go for it but if if you're just out there to be like hey no motherfucker you can't use my my song the the just... really the really counterintuitive thing is is two things really one there are streamers that are actually trying to do this right um there's a streamer his name's courage they call him courage jd and he actually works i mean he is kind of a multimedia mogul when it comes to streaming uh, esports things like that he actually went as far as to get licenses from certain music companies to actually play music, and he still got DMCA'd. Um, so he's out there like, yo, I have the fucking rights to do this, and you guys are still taking still down my VODs, still yeah. demonetizing me on YouTube and on Twitch. So you're getting bent over even in those circumstances, but 
to your point, they're not even getting paid. They're not seeking repercussions. They just don't want you to use their music, which right. is, is fucking weird. So they're spending money, not to gain money. They're just spending money. To make money. sure you're not getting money. Yeah, it's it's a really bass-ackwards kind of really approach. Weird. And I think you're going to, uh, you know who Harris Heller is? I don't. So Harris Heller is a really popular um, YouTube content creator, and he streams. He's fairly popular on streaming, but what he did is over the summer, as these things came along, he created a an entire company around uh, copyright-free, royalty-free music, okay. um, and he launched it out on iTunes. So there is hundreds of hours of copyright music. There's synth stuff. There's pop. There's you know, um, electric dance music, things like that. I mean, I, I've I've went through the archives of like free music before, and some of it is really, really good, and, and some of it's just atrocious. Yeah, so, I mean, this guy put in, you know, presumably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of his own money, uh, along with some backing and supporters, but they created just hundreds of hours of royalty-free music that you can use on Twitch just as background noise and stuff like that, and they charge nothing. There's no subscription. There's no nothing. It's just free on iTunes. This is on iTunes. This is a giant bomb, I believe, a free royalty song. We'll see okay. what ends up happening here. But I mean, this is nice synth pop music. Yeah, and that's what a lot of this you know, stuff it's, it's is all, like. It's all out there, it's, and it's good. I, I really enjoy that song. I put that song on my... Yeah, a guy like my... Nick Merckx is okay. friends with Drake, so he's jamming like hardcore rap on his station almost all the sure. time, and um, he gets DMCA'd fairly regularly. And, and there is some consequence. I mean, you can get... Twitch, what Twitch is trying to do is be nice and say, like, hey, if this happens, we'll mute your VOD, we'll take down your VOD, whatever. Uh, but they're certainly within the rights to actually, you know, ban you if you have enough violations. Sure. So we'll see what happens of it. But it doesn't seem like it's getting any better, and it doesn't seem like anybody's really stepping up to the tape to try to figure out any sort of productive conversation, you know? I agree. Uh, you have a Roku, Derek? I don't. Okay. Well, Roku, a, if a, you decide a, to buy one. I'm an Apple TV or I'm a, uh, a Fire Stick man. Uh, well, Roku is getting a one-up on the Fire Stick uh, effective today. If you update your firmware on all those, uh, all the 4K streaming devices that Roku has will now start to support Apple's AirPlay 2 and HomeKit. Wow. So if you have those 4K Rokus, the, the current or the former generation, you can now actually stream from your phone, which is kind of a big deal because there are several apps that Roku doesn't uh, natively support that you will now be able to just cast from your from your phone via AirPlay. Interesting. Um, Twitch being one of those that people are really excited for is that Roku doesn't have a Twitch app. Seems like we have a Twitch uh, theme going this show. Sure. But they don't have a Twitch app. It's not supported, and you have to kind of go through these back channels to actually stream Twitch up through your Roku. Now will be supported through Apple Play, so or uh, yeah, AirPlay. So that's kind of cool. And HomeKit's HomeKit's fine too. I mean, if if you want to, you know, lay down in bed and shut off your lights or something like that using your Roku, I guess you can. <laughs> sure. If you want to be like the ultimate FPOS, I try my best to be an FPOS every day. FPS life for life. You know what I'm saying? True. I got WandaVision that's coming out to Disney Plus. It is getting pushed, which, uh, you know, officially makes 2020 a completely Marvel for a year. 11 years it's been, right? 
uh, 11 years since Marvel came out, you know, and, and there's at least something Marvel you mean, or what? I think that's what he means. Big yawn. Since Sorry, big yawn. Uh, since, I believe, 11 years since a year with no Marvel in it. 2009 was, the, was a year with no Marvel. That was after the initial Iron Man, right? I believe so, but I believe 2009 they had nothing. That's so. what, yeah, 2008 was Marvel... Uh, Iron Man with RDJ, and then yeah, there, I think there was nothing until like Iron Man two, and then you got some some peep into like the Avengers, and um, I don't even know, man, it's been so long. Thor, I think, was probably the next one, right? That sounds right. Worth. Yeah. So yeah, WandaVision gets pushed back. It's uh, being released on January fifteenth. So yeah, it is weird though. In twenty twenty, now there's a pandemic, obviously, but no Marvel movie, no. Captain Marvel, which was rumored, no Doctor Strange, which was rumored, nothing, uh, no new um, uh, Avengers movie or not Avengers, but uh, Guardians movie that was rumored. I mean, twenty twenty one might be kind of a big year. I think the biggest thing that we're going to look back upon is not that there's no Marvel movies, uh, but I do believe that that will be one of the cliff notes of like, this is how fucked up this year was one through ten maybe through 15 and then it's like they didn't put they didn't put a captain america out this year nothing yeah nothing not a goddamn no, thing not a single marvel franchise and frankly dc too i mean were there any dc movies that came out besides those busted suicide squad ones earlier in the I year that's it no yeah what a weird uh mutants is that is that that's not really i mean that doesn't count as a marvel movie but that new mutants movie came out right and that was a fox production so right uh, we get into the wrestling a little bit. I'm not even going to bother with the wrestling sound because this isn't really like our wrestling segment, which I don't think this we're going to have. This is exciting, though. Yeah, AEW, our favorite wrestling product right now. Uh, they're getting some vid- video game releases. And they don't to look no half surprise, bad. Right? No, but to no surprise, they've been out there talking about doing a, a video game a couple different times. Plenty of the people that are on the main roster and are the people that own that company are big nerds. True. So not surprising at all. Um, now, did you the, watch this release? I, the Steve Jobs, man, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Kenny Omega really coming good. out and, and just Three, three or four of them dressed like, dressed like Steve Jobs. Really, really <laughs> good time. It was all right. What did you think of the gameplay? It's over the top and ridiculous, and I hope it's exactly what that is. It reminds me a lot of like the N64 era of wrestling. Where like, and that's what they're going for. Yeah, everything's overdone. Everybody's a little bulked up, uh, over animated, you know, action and stuff like that. And uh, I did like the idea. I mean, like when Kenny Omega turns around and Akira Shida's just standing there, ready to f- just fucking go for it. Almost the t- the power bomb. Yep, that was pretty good. So it's it's. I'm excited for whatever this is going to be, considering this is being developed by Ukes, who had developed all of the wrestling games for WWE for like the last 12 or 15 years. Right. They clearly want something different and diff- uh, new, and this is right up their alley. So I'm excited to see whatever it is they're going to do with it, even though the first trailer doesn't really give you a lot of a hint. You know what I mean? Hey, so it's weird because I would think that they would be under some sort of like non-compete you know what I mean? Maybe I mean, maybe WWE I think if, didn't really anticipate this. I, say, I think one, if but... they I think if they bounced, it'd be one thing. But I think WWE kept them. Yeah, because then they didn't they internally complete the most recent 2K game or something like yeah. that. But it's like if they're the ones cutting Ukes, then Ukes I would assume is free to just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, they're probably a free agent. You're right. Um, and there were you know going back. 
uh, through the years, there were some good 2K games between like, you know, 2014 and like 2019. Sure. They weren't that bad. No, there's a couple good ones in there, but I mean, they talked about the AEW actual game coming to consoles. They sh- they talked about a, a GM game coming to phones and a casino mm-hmm. game coming to phones. And let me tell you, I love nothing more than picking and placing people for like a, hey, we're home kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the GM style video game for AEW is right up my alley. And frankly, just the tie in that they'll have to their weekly show, it's, it's going to be great. I mean, yeah. You know, they're going to promo it. They're going to talk about it in promos and shit like that. It'll be it'll be fire. AEW is the best product on television. So uh, one game, phenomenal. Three games, fucking A. Big question for you is, do you really have any walk-ons before we do the what we've watched and what we played? Um, Freddie Freeman. Oh, yeah. He's the uh, 2020 MVP. Real excited. You know, everybody else. The Braves didn't get it done. The Dodgers got it done. Uh, but Freeman, really the MVP of the year. I, I mean, he is the epitome of what the baseball season was. The dude wound up with the Cove, had three or four days in spring training before they jumped out and actually played a game yeah. and just had a, a just crushed it all fucking year long. So what, uh, um, what was his final stats? Uh, I, I can pull that up for you, but I want to say his like batting average was 364. Oh, that's that's really pretty good then. 364 is like fucking high. <clears throat> Let's see if I can pull this. What do you end up with like 20, fast. 25 home runs, something like that? Uh, hopefully they just, it just shows me on this ESPN article, but I assume I'm going to have to dig for it. Uh, Freddie Freeman, here's, he got 28 first place votes <laughs> and two second place votes. He wound up with a score of 410. So it's 30 uh, with, voters. Is that right? Correct. And Mookie Betts wound up with 268 total votes. Uh, let's see. That's not what I want. Um, oh, stats. Yeah, here we go. Uh, this is a very small sample size. This is just Google has this for me. Uh, 51 runs, 73 hits, 53 RBIs, 45 walks, and an average of 341. So how many homers is that, though? That's, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to get to. Hang on. Sorry. I apologize. I mean, he had some bombs. He did. He he really did. Let's see. The Freddie Freeman. Theory. Sorry, I apologize. Sixty games, played appearances two sixty two, at bats two fourteen, fifty one runs, uh, seventy three hits, twenty three two baggers, one triple, thirteen home runs, fifty three RBIs, two stolen bases, fifty forty five walks. 37 strikeouts, leaving him with a batting average of 341, an OPS, uh, which is 1102, a slugging it's percentage really of 640. It's really good. A slugging percentage of 640. Um, I mean, the dude just he just dominated this year. I'm actually surprised that he didn't have more home runs, but everything else was just dynamite yeah, in a shortened I mean, season. Correct. I want to say that he trailed Mookie or... The, the the other guy, Manny Machado, um, yeah. with, with where he was at. But it just, the, the dude just, he epitomized what, <laughs> you know, what, what all this shit is around him with, uh, w- with COVID and coming in and, and nailing it. I don't know what stat it was on the MLB presentation, but the, the stats were, there's four people with this, 
high of a stat, and I wish I would remember off the top of my head, but it was Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, uh, I want to say Hank Aaron, <laughs> or no, it wasn't Hank Aaron. It was uh, 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 Barry Bonds and Freddie Freeman. Like, that's good fucking company, dude. That's pretty good company, I'd say. Yeah. Really good company. So, Freddie, Freddie deserved it. I wish we would have gotten the the World Series, um, but you know what? He's on contract. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He will he will retire a brave. He is our Chipper Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, until the money starts coming. Yeah. He'll he'll get paid from the, the Braves. Will spend whatever money on Freddie forever. Okay. I'm glad you're yeah. an authority on the matter. What yeah. uh, What else? Um, anything oh boy. else good that came up on the other show or anything? Nothing that's really super duper intriguing by any means. The Mass okay. Effect trilogy. Oh yeah, that got announced that they're gonna be yeah. like kind of re. It's like remastering. a remastering, remastering, not a remake, remaster. That um, I mean, that might be worth going back and playing. Quite frankly, I I've mean, never those played are them. Real, I know, I know you haven't, but those are real fun games, and I've played through them each a couple times. So, but aside from that, uh, let me just, let me just skim here real fast. What, uh, what else I got? It's just, it's just going to be Assassin's Creed getting a Netflix show. Yeah, I saw that. Um, It's just going to be a busy month of games. I mean, you're going to have, you got Ass Creed came out, World of Warcraft's out. There's like a slew of other kind of newish games that aren't like AAA titles. You're gonna have uh, Cyberpunk out next month. I mean, anything else that's do, on the horizon? Do you want to talk about Johnny Depp? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is more of a walk on for you, but I mean, yeah. I don't give a fuck about these Fantastic Beasts movie, but you seemed really intrigued about Johnny Depp getting his ass beat by his wife. I kind of went down a rabbit hole because yeah. So if you're not following Johnny Depp is in sort of the limelight with this kind of heated uh, uh, breakup and, like, abuse-ridden situation with his wife, Amber Heard, who's also an actress, ex-wife. And so, you know, as our culture does, the perception was that Johnny was beating her, right, that he was being abusive based on what she was posting out on uh, Instagram and shit like that. Derek's got a really weird look on his face. Do you want to explain yourself? <laughs> the culture beating the tit- the Titans 34-17. It's like I'm watching a Madden game. Okay, calm down. Um, except the Colts aren't aren't winning in the Madden game. But uh, so the the perception when Amber Sorry. Heard came out publicly and kind of just started talking about this was that obviously the man beat the shit out of the woman, right? Like always. Yeah, and what actually happened was John- Johnny played it real cool to his defense. He didn't go out and he didn't trash her. He didn't you know, call her a big fat liar or anything like that. But he released some some documents, uh, official documents. He released some audio that he captured showing that, in fact, she was kind of the abuser. Um, she sure. was initiating physical violence against him. He was mainly playing it cool. So there's obviously two sides to it. You don't really know what happened and, you know, if he just kind of turned the tables or whatever. But, um, I mean, he was asked by Warner Brothers to resign as the role, the character of Grindelwald in the Fantastic Beast movies, which he's played um, he's played in twice. Uh, and the rumor is that Mads Mikkelsen is going to be taking over 
uh, that role. But he I like put Mads. A, I do like him a lot. I, it, but Johnny put out a, a statement on Instagram, basically said that, hey, he was resigned, or he was asked to resign by Warner Brothers. He understands it. He went ahead and just went with it. Um, he has what's called a pay-or-play contract, which means that as stars of his caliber have, doesn't matter what happens with a movie, he's guaranteed money. So right. whether it, it never... And he only filmed, he filmed one scene. He was on set one day uh, for that movie. And he's still going to get paid his, you know, double digit million dollars of yeah, like, uh, I salary. Say 30 million, but I could be wrong. Yeah. He's, he's in like the 20 or 30 million that he's going to get paid a lot out. of, a lot of millions. Yeah. So Warner brothers is just taking the loss on it and which is, that's our culture, man. Like guilty until proven innocent. Right. Always. But um, what was really interesting, what really got me down the rabbit hole was some of the stuff that he put out, some of the, the audio. But then also he, somebody, I don't know if it was him, put out several photos which actually show him like kind of bruised up and like his makeup on so that it's covering up bruises. And then he put out some photos showing, you know, where she had like punched him or scraped him, all that different stuff. So, I mean goes to show you domestic violence goes both ways, but the as much as we hear about things like, you know, rape and molestation and sexual abuse and um, uh, physical abuse in women not reporting those things, the report rate for men is actually so much lower than women uh, on those matters. It, it, it's just crazy all around, and whether it's more crazy to you that he's getting paid to not work or that he's he's the one getting beat in a male-female relationship doesn't right. really matter to me. It's all kind of nuts. Definitely all kind of nuts. Nobody's really in the right. I mean, you know, it's right. it's it's a complex matter, but I, I can tell you from my own experience and from going to uh, my own therapy and counseling and reading books, um, it is extremely rare that there is 100% victimized party. Um, it usually is going both ways, and then somebody kind of overtakes it, takes it. You know what I mean? So right. Uh, I, I think I'm kind of with you. Your initial reaction was like, well, he beat her too, right? I'm like, yeah, I think I think that did happen probably, but uh, in some in some capacity. But the fact that she was like crying victim, um, but also doing these heinous things is just kind of shitty. Right, exactly right. All right, let's play this. And then talk about what we watched and played and kind of wrap. Um, sure. Why don't you start off? Cause A lot we, of the same, have, right? We have, we have some overlap here. A lot of the same. We, we watched the second episode of The Mando. Third episode comes out tomorrow, which I'm pretty excited about. What would you think about the second one? Baby Yoda eating the eggs and all I that? I liked it more than I liked the first episode. I know I'm kind of the black sheep here of liking not liking the first episode as much as everyone else does. I did go back and look at the Boba Fett stuff. That definitely yep. has me rock hard. Oh, it's him, bud. I, it's him. I, I'm just more of a fan of A fleshing out this father-son relationship between the child and Mando. Yeah. The comedy aspect of it with the kid just down in eggs. That was amazing. I, didn't the, you think something weird was going to happen? Like he was going to use the force and like no, save I these eggs or something? Did. No, I never did. You thought immediately he's just he's about to dominate. He's, I was just like, this dude's hungry. Like he's ready <laughs> to fucking eat. You know what I mean? Um, so real excited about that. Uh, what I will say that I'm getting tired of with Mando is there's no throughput or, or through line rather with an antagonist. 
Yeah. Like I agree. The, the, um, the dark saber. I can't remember his name, but the dude with the dark saber, not a word. No yeah. fucking, no, it's all in the hips. You know, no American gladiator lady. Yeah. None of that's really happened. No, to, Seth, to talk yeah. no chubs. Um, so it, that bothers me a little bit. I, I enjoy this very isolated. Hey, we can do this. Hey, we can do that and have these kind of stories. But now you're at a point in this show that you've wrecked the ship. It can't go far. Uh, it barely got off the frozen planet. So like it's time to no hey, pun intended, let it go. You he know got I mean? saved so, by rogue squadron though. I mean, that's pretty dope. Kind of. Yeah. They more, more or less were just like, you're an idiot. Leave me alone. So uh, it's just, I, I feel like what they're doing, it, it probably works, but I might be just a little too cynical. Yeah. Here's the conversation that I've had with people is cause I am a self-proclaimed and among my inner family or my inner circle known as a star Wars geek. Right. Um, so the conversation I've had with people that just casually watch the Mando is sort of the same. They're like, yeah, it's just really, it's kind of, I don't know if I'm into it. I'm not sure. Like I'm watching it and it's fine, but I'm not quite sure. And I have to like, kind of explain like, Hey, this is not a star Wars movie. Okay. This is not fast paced. This is not crazy action. Uh, this is very methodical. Just, it's very, it's very story driven. And the other thing that you have to really pay attention to, and once you notice it, it's easier to watch and understand and kind of immerse yourself is there is very little dialogue. Very and little, that is, yeah. that is to the point. I mean, in a 45 minute show, there's probably 40 minutes of silence, just going around doing your thing. Which riding. It does really work. Um, and, it's this is a little more like a video game than a than a movie or a TV show in the sense that like you're going through like these little story arcs that kind of sort of interconnect but like in a video game right you can you can do 15 hours of side quests that have nothing to do with the main story and be perfectly absolutely. happy absolutely if not this, more that's that's kind of the same thing we have going on is he's he's trying to get to the the ends here of getting back with the Mando Covenant and um, or they call them coverts, I guess, but trying to find where that's at. And he's rocking, you know, rolling around with the Boba Fett armor on his back, like at least at least the helm and the chest plate and the sure. little rocket thing. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I love shows that do what the Mando's doing in the way that they just have like little one-off cameos. You know, like the Bill Burr thing last year was fucking awesome. Timothy Olyphant this year. Amy Sedaris is... Amy Sedaris's character, I think, is really good. I yeah. just, again, I I need an antagonist. I need an antagonist, and I don't have one. I that's what I am also having the conversation of is like I I think people are a little too uh, expecting something going on with Baby Yoda. I'm resigned to the fact that we're not we're not getting anything maybe to like the last episode or two. Sure. With Baby Yoda, if if at all, you know what I mean. Right. They're what building else? they're building the Mando up too much the father. But anyway. True. Um let's see. We we played the Madden. We talked about that. It's up on the stream, DTS podcast over on the Twitch. Uh we played COD, which not a whole lot new there. Uh Black Ops drops in less than an hour for people that are gonna play it. No Warzone yeah. over there yet. So if you want to pick that up, go for it. But no Warzone as of yet. Um, Saw some zombie streams though. Kind of Oh, late. really? Yeah. Yeah. Some early access uh, people. Got sure. got on and, and they have zombies and it looks fucking fire. Like I want you to buy the game so we can play zombies. Yeah, I'm not playing. I'm not playing zombies though, so I'm good there. I'm just not going to do it, especially because we are on the Apex train, buddy. 
we're trying. I've, I've repatched my game. I reinstalled everything. So I was going to log in tonight after the pod and just um, here's load into a game and see if it works good. Here's the difference between Tony and I when it comes to playing Apex Legends. The first game I played, I ended up getting a dub with mm-hmm. the most kills um, on my team. The first game I play with Tony, bad. Just bad. I had, yeah, that's my fault too. Because one, so we later figured out. But at the time, I was like, why does everything look so bad? This this game is not running very well. And I was right. kind of like trying to figure out. Or I was messing by with, your character, just wondering what the yeah, fuck's like going on. Yeah, like everything within like 10 yards of my character was completely blacked out. It was like I was walking around in a black hole. Sure. And I was like, what what is going on? Is there some setting that I don't know about? And I was thinking to myself, like, I have a video card that's like three times better than my other video card. And I ran Apex like maxed out before. So something's going on here. Um and then seems I had like, like none a, of my I had like none of my keybinds set up, which was fucked up. So seems like we have an iron out. So that means the next time we play some Apex, we should be okay. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit better. But yeah, what was funny is I got off, stopped streaming, and I was like, whatever. I googled it, figured out like, okay, you just need to run the repair function, um, and that'll fix it. Uh, yeah, repair function. I was missing eighteen gigs of file information. I mean, so you're, you're talking to the person that had a thirty-three gigabyte. Call of Duty update and then another 24. So let's yeah, not talk about this anything. is the world we live in. I was apparently yeah. missing a fuckload of shit. So we'll see if it's any better. But I do like Apex. That new map's kind of fire. Um, and something that's good about that game is, man, it is, it looks amazing uh, on PC, 1440p, 144 hertz. Like it looks really good, even for a 1440p game. Like probably one of the best looking games that I've played besides Destiny. Um, it's just, it just looks amazing. That first light stuff dropped yesterday or the day before. I can't remember which, but yeah, uh, I don't have anybody to play Destiny with. Stuff, well, yeah, me either. But that new Destiny stuff seems nifty enough, and if if they can get rumors, a, uh, rumors are early twenty twenty one for cross play for Destiny. So um, I'll be interested in that. Maybe Is that it. We got a wrap. Uh, I got nothing else for me. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I watched. I watched Snowden. If you care about that, that was on yeah, Netflix. I mean, was... I like JGL, but it, that movie didn't really. No, and it was it was fine. I did talk. I, I I told you to watch this. I did watch that uh, Bruce Springsteen documentary that they posted on Apple TV oh, Plus. Right. I, I know you don't you don't really care about this. I've always been a sucker for behind the scenes how how people like movie recording stuff, music, music is intriguing as fuck to me. Yeah, I might check it out. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a big Springsteen fan. Like, he's probably one of my favorite artists as a kid. It's it's really in depth, and I, again, I just I I'm a sucker for. How far back I mean, does it go? Like, are we getting any Clarence? No, I mean, it definitely talks about the E Street Band. It's like, hey, this is the E Street Band. It's fucking Max Weinberg. It's, it's Stevie uh, Van Zandt. Stevie Van Zandt. It's the his three wives. It's yeah, it's this dude. It's this bitch I was banging on the side while I was banging this bitch, and then I divorced this bitch for this bitch. Yeah. And he's like, and we're missing two because these two are dead. I've got these two in its place. And like it's really cool. It's all shot in black and white. This dudes are they, they're doing shots after every day that they're recording music. Like, you know, yeah. they're doing the thing. And he like, lives a life, dude. He lives it. And my biggest thing is like the musical progression that even Stevie is like at one point they're like, okay, it's you know, if you're over here in a, this doing this and it's one, two, three, this, it's like, uh, huh? Yeah. They're musicians, right? They, they are true musicians for what they're doing. You know what I mean? So the thing for me is it's intriguing. Um, and it was like an hour and 24 minutes long. And 
I, I also, because of my love of Conan O'Brien, just seeing Max Weinberg play the drums is always exciting. Yeah, Max is a fucking stud. I mean, I like Max stud. before he was on the Conan situation. He's really, um, really good. Yeah, the whole Easter so band's really good. If you want to just kill 90 minutes of just seeing them put together some songs that they're, I mean, they're all in one room, which is apparently the first time they've ever recorded a album this this way, is everyone's in one, like, really big area i mean there's closed off areas for like the piano or bruce but how uh, side by side and how about how about nils lofgren is he in the documentary at all i'm not sure he's in the e street band anymore but i don't think that's a name i saw but nils lofgren is a like one of the best guitarists still alive Oh, I don't. Um, I don't think that's a thing. But but yeah, I don't think he's in the East Street Band anymore. Take take a look at that if you want. It, if you want something to kill, some time to kill. That was a really cool thing to watch. I really okay. enjoyed it, and I think that album is really really good. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Tomorrow's ACDC day. ACDC, CDC, ACDC. Yeah, the new album comes out tomorrow, so that's really exciting. Full so release. Yeah. I I brought Tony all of his beer. Uh, that did happen. I'm I'm just now. I got one small drink left, but this is like the real chalky bottom yeah. feeder stuff. It's uh, just kind of, you just got to throat that thing, buddy. Yeah, you it's kind of hard to down thing. to be honest. With you. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little chewy actually. You just got to be able to just open the throat. You know what I mean? All right. Listen for the 74th episode of the DTS podcast. Uh, we love you, and we out here. I am Derek. And he I was going to say, wait, wait. I'm Tony. You're Tony. I'm Derek. I'm an FPOS. I'm Tony. I'm Derek. I am Derek. Also still an FPOS. Doesn't really matter which one we are. Doesn't matter at all. We out here. We out here.